0: You are now in the Corner Booth Podcast, a sports podcast from Billy Up Sports and the Billy Up Podcast Network. Here's your host, Jared Klim. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Corner Booth Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Clem, alongside my amazing sidekick, Kevin Langley. We have a short show not short but like you know it's it's going to be our n- new format or at least for the upcoming weeks with the uh quarantine and stuff so you know we're going to do one like a tuesday show thursday show i don't know kevin i'm even thinking if we're bored maybe we start doing a weekend or two give people some content
1: yeah i mean we can't really leave our houses so why not
0: i mean i have apparently my job is labeled as essential business so i do but what are you gonna do so, yeah, folks, I'm still working somehow. All right. First off, speaking of somebody who hasn't worked in a year, Cam Newton has been will be was informed he will most likely be cut by the Panthers. That was announced this morning. <coughs> I'm sorry, my voice is still a little hoarse. It's uh allergy season and um it's a in the butt. So the better than Rona. last year.
1: What? And he has the Rona.
0: No, nah, I have Modelo virus. It's a little... Boo.
1: Boo. Bad joke.
0: I could have said virus.
1: It's still a bad joke. It's not getting better.
0: Shut up. All right, so Cam Newton, cup of Carolina. So, Kev, first off, I thought this was the right move from the start. They weren't going to get the value they wanted for him. I can think of a couple places he'll go. But based off... Just like... Let's be honest with Cam Newton. His welcome was one out in Carolina... New owner didn't want him. Matt Rowe clearly didn't want him, and um, Bridgewater and now P.J. Walker, which we'll get alluded to later. I think I think the Diesman cast Cam Newton needs to find a new home. What do you think? What do you What do you think about this whole situation? Where do you think he go? Um, I don't really like. There,
1: I think if Miami's all in on this year, I can see them trying to negotiate a one year prove it deal. Because they seem to be wanting to be successful, or at least competitive now. I think he is a better option, all depending on that shoulder, than Ryan Fitzpatrick or Josh Rosen. I am still surprised that they cut him, though. I understand not wanting to pay his salary, but I feel like they could have gotten at
0: least something in return. Yeah, I I agree with you. I mean, a lot of the time you see with these guys is that no team wants to give what these players want. And the problem is these players or, you know, they are like, especially like Cam, Cam's a personality. Cam is going to like control a lot of attention, but he's also arguably a top 15 quarterback. I'd rather have him than like Dak Prescott or a few others. So to me, he's going to find a home very quickly. I think the thing is that it's just a matter of, can he stay healthy? Can he get himself on the field and be as effective as he was a few years ago? So to me, one of the first, um, One of the first things I think of is what we talked about last episode was um, Belichick. Um, I could totally see Belichick throwing a one-year deal at Cam and seeing if it works. And if it doesn't, he tanks for Trevor Lawrence. But at the same time, I could also see a team like um, LA Chargers saying, all right, we didn't get – because I have a feeling he's not going to go someplace until after the draft. I think a team that maybe might have missed out on the quarterback they wanted or their quarterback isn't ready goes, hey, Cam, want to do a year or two, see if you get your career back on track? Because some guys' careers have been resurrected by that, like Kurt, Kurt Warner. So the thing is to me that I look at Cam's situation, it's not a death sentence to his career, but he's going to have to change it a little. But he can't just steamroll his way through defenders anymore.
1: Yeah, I don't really want um, Cam Newton on the Patriots. I didn't
0: say you needed to. I'm just saying that's something I just No, I know, but like everyone's
1: talking about it, and it's heavily rumored that that's a team who's looking at him. I don't know how true that is. I don't know if I'd want him. I'd rather see how Stidham is, and then if Stidham's not who you think it is, yeah, Tank, if you get the first overall pick, take Lawrence. If not, take someone else and sign Deshaun Watson who is also rumored to want to go to the Patriots.
0: <clears throat> that uh, that would be like Ke- – I would see Kevin doing backflips down, down his street if uh, Deshaun Watson was wearing pa- a Patriots uniform in a few years.
1: I find it weird the two people I want at quarterback in a couple years, both went to Clemson. And both beat your Crimson side. Yeah, we know. We know.
0: <laughs> uh, so much fun. All right. Um, I'm just saying we got to look at the – there is – I think Cam is going to have an okay. Not like a week, I don't think his career is dead. I think that this should have been a breakup. It should happen earlier in the offseason. I didn't like how they dragged it out. But, you know, he'll land on his feet. Speaking of the Panthers, they made two moves today. Actually, good moves. I like them both. They signed uh, Robbie Anderson today for uh, two years, $20 million. I think the price tag's a little high because Anderson hasn't proven he's a good even. He's a number two at best. He, I mean, when he, he runs two routes basically, a slant and a go. He's good at both of them. And for a guy, and with a guy like Bridgewater or if they, you know, P.J. Walker somehow beats him out, I doubt. But, you know, it's a possibility. You're going to see a lot of just big, hopefully big plays to go along with uh, Curtis Samuel and uh, oh, what is his name? Who's the guy out of Maryland they picked up last year? DJ Moore. DJ Moore, I knew it was DJ something. Um in fact I knew it was college before I knew what his I I remember what his last name was it was hysterical. But yeah. That's a good receiving core. DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, and Robbie Anderson. That's it's a bunch of B plus, B minus guys, but do a guy like Teddy Bridgewater or PJ Walker, or even they go get somebody in the draft in the later mid rounds. That's a decent receiving quarter goal on McCaffrey. Carolina just got a little better today. So I like the move.
1: I think you're saying though Robbie Anderson's a good number two receiver. He's going to be the number two receiver behind D.J. Moore.
0: Yes, because D.J. Moore is a stud. So I think he is
1: Steve Smith Sr. approved.
0: That's the, that's the only approval you need in Panthers land. So.
1: Exactly. But I think I think it's a really good move for them. I think it will kind of help get their offense back on track with Teddy Bridgewater running show now yeah and i don't think pj walker is going to usurp him as a starting quarterback unless he goes down with an injury and will greer still doesn't look ready
0: that was maybe my biggest mistake of the draft class last year was saying will greer was gonna be better than every other quarterback and i liked his big game experience and i like the fact that he just knew how to win but uh um,
1: once he took away the steroids though he wasn't that good
0: i mean his last there were some plays last year we made it west virginia that i just were like wow you saw the flashes and that's like, or maybe I look into those big play, the highlight plays too much, but I just see flashes and I get excited.
1: Speaking I think of- yeah,
0: I about big plays
1: is a bad way to look at quarterbacks. You just want consistent play at that position and then hope they can make the big plays with experience.
0: Fair enough. It's the Brady, Mike, Vick thing, basically.
1: Yep, one is six rings, one went to
0: jail. <laughs> one way to look at that. All right, um... Next up, and uh, we already talked about the Panthers a lot today, but the Carolina Panthers uh, signed P.J. Walker and the Kansas City Chiefs signed Jordan Te'amu. Those names do not sound familiar. They are XFL quarterbacks, and they both were on very winning teams. I really think it's a good thing for the XFL and for the NFL, really, because the, the whole point of the XFL was it wasn't going to be NFL level. But unlike the AAF, they had a solid plan. It just took a pandemic to shut them down. But this is a good sign when two of, two of the players of their better teams are now going to play on NFL rosters, and they sure at least are added to active rosters, which is good. Now, they may only be backups, but that's still a level above what they were at the XFL, which is, you know, just a starting quarterback in basically minor league football. What are your, what's your opinion on this, Kev?
1: I, I, there's nothing to really disagree with you there. It's really good for the XFL because it shows like a guy who's just coming out of college who maybe isn't good enough to play in the NFL can try to go to the XFL, show off his talent a bit more, and then get one of these backup deals and then keep improving on an NFL roster. I think it's a win-win for both. NFL is a good stream of talent. XFL will get more, still slightly lesser talent than the NFL, but can kind of show it as more maybe a developmental league in the future.
0: Which I think was what the goal was originally. And and I'm like, the thing is, I really feel like it's so difficult to have any other football that's not college or NFL. But if you played the line like the XFL did, where they were a little edgier. It was a little less taken serious. It was a little less, you know, uptight. It works, and these guys can get noticed. I love this. I really do.
1: Uh, which one do you think would be better? Or which one do you think is better?
0: PJ Walker. Obama's Tiamu's never going to see the field because, you know, he's some of the Chiefs, man. He ain't going to play behind. Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. You mean it's the kinda- quarterback who
1: missed games because he dislocated his knee last year?
0: Freak injury, though, Kevin.
1: It- oh, yeah, no, I'm not saying. But I I, I think going forward, people are going to so, say, oh, P.J. Walker's a great move. Oh, P.J. Walker's a great move. Oh, um, Jordan Ta'amu, like, that's a fine move. But P.J. Walker's a real move here. I think Jordan Ta'amu's a solid quarterback, was second in the SEC his senior year in passing yards, and played three less games than Tua. And he's shown... He plays with NFL talent, or he did in college. He played with A.J. Brown, played with Dawson Knox, played with D.K. Metcalf, your favorite receiver. hey I think Jordan Tomu is a player to watch. Maybe not for the Chiefs, but if in preseason he balls out, I think teams will be calling Kansas City about getting him.
0: Like if uh, somebody goes down. There's a little Matt Moore on the roster. It was just a good, serviceable backup.
1: <clears throat> I think a team, maybe their quarterback's getting up there in age they want a good placeholder quarterback someone goes down with an injury quick call like hey can we is ta'amu available
0: i can see that happening all right uh so baseball news quick before we get into olympics uh so, uh noah syndigard aka thor is having tommy john surgery um done for the year of course so was chris sale before him so uh I think guys are starting to realize if they have a little elbow soreness, maybe it's time just to do it right now while the season's basically in limbo. So, you know, I hope hope Thor gets a speed recovery. Another The the baseball, this is the one thing I always hope about baseball. Sooner or later, they figure out how to reverse the whole Tommy John effect. I know that's like pie in the sky kind of stuff, but I feel like that's the one injury that always kills baseball every year.
1: I mean, they have shown – Huge strides in that, though.
0: True. Because Andy Kovacs' career base got derailed by it before it was a thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Ulnar collateral ligament reconstruction thing that's what Tommy John does. That used to end careers.
0: Until Tommy John, who played like 30 years in the majors.
1: Yeah, dude, won 124 games before it and then came back and was better and won 164 games after and played another 14 years. And retired at
0: 46. <clears throat> I love. That's what I love about baseball. You can, some pitchers can go till they're basically a fossil. Like it's so weird though, because some pitchers
1: blow out their arms three years into the, their career. That's
0: also style of pitching, pitches they throw.
1: Yeah, like if you're a reliever who is more about curveballs and doesn't try to blow it down the pipe every time, yeah, you'll play longer. But I still think just. The discrepancy in how long they play is ridiculous.
0: Also, the old uh, Indiana Jones line: "It's not the it's not the years, honey, it's the mileage." I think the amount of throws in like innings and pitches and walks, I think that's what really you know just kills arms and shoulders. All right. Um. Next up. Uh, some sad news. I, I think it's optim It's good news because it's smart. The IOC, Olympic uh, International Olympic Committee, has in Japan have agreed to move back the Olympics till next summer, 2021. I think it's just a smart move right now. Uh, right now, like country team, people should be focused on getting their countries healthy. And it's still an open year. It's not a World Cup year. The Winter Olympics doesn't happen until 20, 2022. I think so does the uh, World Cup. I believe, right?
1: Ooh. Yes,
0: Qatar twenty twenty two because we we're in twenty twenty six. All right, that might
1: get moved still.
0: Well, Qatar World Cup. Uh, the location,
1: not necessarily the date it's played. True. All right. Um.
0: Well, anyway, so sorry. Unrelated. We'll talk about that off camera. <laughs> um. Yeah, basically we're looking at a couple things right now. I just you know what. There's hope. South uh, South Korea just started playing professional baseball again, of course, without fans. But I mean, no, with fans, right? Yeah, with um, fans. I saw beautiful. I saw on Twitter. I posted a picture from a game. So there's hope, you know, this, you know, it's the one. It's again, be smart. Stay inside. Unless you like me and have to go to work. Don't go out. You got to go to the food store. Be quick. Don't cough anybody. Stay six feet apart. If you're going to, you know, interact with neighbors, stay six feet apart and drink beers like my neighbors do, it's a great time. Um, just be smart about it. We'll get through this, like I said last week. Uh, next up.
1: Oh, the South Korean League never stopped playing. Oh. Apparently them and the NBP in Japan never stopped.
0: There
1: you but- go. No, I, I, I think it was expected. It wasn't Japan, the leaders of the IOC or of their Olympic team and the Olympic Selection Committee are smart people. Dick Pound, the uh, IOC chair, is a smart guy. Greatest
0: name ever.
1: <laughs> oh, I think I brought him up. <laughs> I think this is the right move. It sucks not having the Olympics. Well, it, it doesn't suck now because no one really cares about the Olympics until like a month before, and even then, sometimes like three weeks into the olympics i'm like oh yeah those are going on but it, it'll, suck. Yeah, it'll suck sometime during the olympics when you just want to watch usa basketball up or something
0: yeah well the good news is by the time that happens so july august we may be witnessing possibly the greatest three-month treasure sports of all time because they may, you're not baseball in a shortened season you're gonna have Kevin and me's second my Kevin's second favorite sport college football starting off they have pro football training camp starting in September I and mean, a game starting in September Sports, there
1: is some concern the college football season will be delayed cuz they're I mean, canceling spring practices pro days all that stuff so if they delay that they're going to have to delay the season
0: I mean even if it's delayed a week I have no problem with playing the the championship games the second week of December
1: no, like they might be played in like January or February.
0: They really would push it back five months.
1: No, the end of the like the oh. playoffs so that would be like January, February. That'd be two, three, like a month or two. Okay. Because right. it depends. Because they don't want to put teams in with minimal practice, so they're gonna they're just going to push back spring practice, and then however long they push that back, they'll probably push back the start of the season, at least three quarters of that.
0: Okay. Well, we can always be optimistic. Hopefully they don't have to go result to that too much. Like maybe it's only a two week pushback. We'll just optimism is the key here. Ladies and gentlemen,
1: I think they announced this two weeks ago. So,
0: well, you know what I'm saying? though, Like, hopefully they don't push it back until January.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Speaking of optimism, uh, Kev's boy Tua saw the video on Instagram today. Dude look moving around pretty good, man. He, uh, he wants the ball. I'm still worried about the kid. I hope he I, I hope he stays healthy. But, man, he, mo- he was moving pretty good in that video. All right? On Instagram.
1: I, yeah, I think his the fact he's had two injuries that derailed the ends of two seasons. Because by the end of last season, not the one where he dislocated his hip, the one before that, he was injured in the SEC championship and the college football playoffs he was injured. And then last season, obviously, with the ankle and then the hip it's an issue continues behind one of the better lines in college football for a bit last year. Not so much, but his ability to bounce back is promising. I think whoever drafts him is going to get one hell of
0: a player who wants to play and wants to win. Yeah, I agree completely. I, uh, I, you know, I never want to see guys go down regardless of who they play for. So it's, um, it's really good to see, uh, this kid coming back, and hopefully – I want him to go to a team where he's going to succeed. Him and uh, – you, I really hope – just, you know, like, God, the Bengals, man. Just, I really hope no, – they, they – uh, I don't want any of the guys I know to go to them, but I don't know. All right. Uh, Last, but not let's do a little free agency stuff before Kevin gets into his weird stuff. A um, couple comments. Where do you think Clowney and Brashad Perriman, two probably the bigger name free agents left on the market, are going – Um,
1: I think Perriman, I think he might go to the Packers, honestly, to give not top five receiver Devontae Adams some help. And then Clowney's just going to go wherever gives him the most money. I don't think he really cares about winning. I think he just wants to get paid now when he can. And also, like, Jameis Winston's still on the market, which is surprising to me.
0: I does feel like they're going to – I think, like I said, it's the same thing with Cam. Like, you're going to wait to see what the draft ha- – what happens with the draft. Yeah, but Cam Newton's a
1: 31-year-old mobile quarterback who's coming off an, a shoulder injury, might not be able to throw the same, and injuries will start piling up for him. James Winston's 26. Just threw over 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. He has 30 picks, but he just got his eyes fixed too, so –
0: I don't know, man. Where do you think they're going to go, Jared? All right. I think um, Clowney will go back to Seattle. They'll probably pay him the most just because they, they know what value he has to their pass rush. Perriman, I actually see going to Philadelphia. This is not fan bias. It's just he's been connected to them since before the offseason started. It's a vertical offense. They need a speed guy. And I just don't see the Packers showing out cash for him. I how he will be like, all right, here's $9 million for two years. With a bunch of incentives, make us proud. We're gonna draft the guy like C.D. or Henry Ruggs anyway. So this, you, you're in a no of a no, you're in a no loss situation here. Just go and ball out. You also, you also have Deshaun Jackson teaching him how to be a better deep ball guy. So I think it'll be a better fit for him in Green Bay, where he's gonna have a temper. Also, the weather in Philadelphia is a slightly bit better than the weather in uh Tampa Green Bay. I mean. Green Bay I don't really see as a free agent destination. I feel like they throw a bunch of money at a couple of defensive guys and everyone starts thinking everyone's going there. So, no one wants to live in the middle of
1: nowhere in
0: Wisconsin. Who, who, who said it back? I think it was Charles Woodson. He was like – "I." it was one of the guys that had back during the early Rodgers years. It was like, there is literally nothing to do there. They literally – even Milwaukee is pretty dead. So – no, no, this is the Milwaukee here's a great city. But I, yeah, just, I mean at least Milwaukee's a city. Green Bay is a town with a football team. Yeah, and there's no ownership. It's the GM and a bunch of townies who own you, who own the team. So it's like I don't know, just the whole Green Bay vibes always kind of bugged me a little bit, but that's just me. But yeah, uh with uh with James Winston. I'm going to say, man. I just, I don't think, like, I I thought to myself, what team needs a quarterback right now desperately? I could see, like, I don't know if Miami would take a flyer on him. Like, there's a couple teams that don't really have a starter right now, but, like, or, like, he's going to go take a backup role. I don't know. Like, it's a weird situation with Jameis. I feel like Jameis is, I'm not going to make a prediction there because it's, like, it's going to surprise us regardless of where he goes. But like, I think clown to the back to the Seahawks and Parham to the Eagles is probably what I I could see happening.
1: I can see um Winston going out west to a team like Vegas if the rumors were true that Groons never really liked Carr.
0: Well, I mean they already do have Mariota. I don't know if they're gonna put both on the same. Just brag the squad, oh, the same on the same practice squad. Oh come on,
1: sports center would go wow like oh this is the first time that two quarterbacks taken one and two
0: played on the same team. I, I I just you know what. Gruden's, Gruden's a nutcase, but he's not that stupid. He's right? also...
1: I think the Chargers are another option.
0: But I was thinking that, but at the same time, do they really want to go to a quarterback if there was throws 1,000 interceptions a game from a quarterback that throws 1,000 interceptions a game? I don't know, but
1: he's a better option than Justin Herbert right now.
0: Yeah, I agree to disagree on that one. I, I think you're... I'm higher on Herbert than you are. You yeah, think? Yeah. It's the same... Why we disagree on paying running backs. But anyway... Kev, you got some weird stuff for me. I have two today.
1: Ooh, I didn't have one last episode, so I'm gonna double dip. I have two. Both of them are more <clears throat> weird in how stupid people are.
0: I'm already oh, wait, actually
1: Jared. What's your last call?
0: Um, undecided.
1: Is it gonna be Brady Papinga?
0: No, but okay. I well, I want to rip on him, so I'll let you. Okay, well I'm gonna bring it up. Sweet.
1: So Brady Papenga, former NFL player, former analyst. He did the first ever all-Spanish uh, Super Bowl commentary. He played for the Packers for a bit. He was a outside linebacker, so he hit his head a lot. <laughs> Called the reigning NFL MVP, Lamar Jackson, the poor man's Taysom Hill. Now look, I think... Taysom Hill does a lot for a football team. I think he has a place in this league as a gadget player. He's athletic. He can throw sometimes. But what are you doing, man? This dude's MVP. Everything that – when you compare Lamar Jackson and Taysom Hill, everything that they both do, Lamar Jackson's better at. Look, if you had Lamar Jackson as a gunner or lining up at tight end or wide receiver, I think he could do fine. It's because Lamar Jackson at quarterback – is a lot more valuable to your team than having him potentially get hurt trying to catch a pass. <clears throat> I look. Jared, at, I know you have thoughts.
0: All right, so here... All right, Brady Pippenka, I respect your takes because you go on my boy Cowherd show a lot. Uh, as you all know, I love Cowherd from the get-go. Everyone knows this. He was one of the reasons I got into sports media, sports radio, everything. Pippenka comes on. He's a very intelligent guy for most takes. But holy mother of God, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Let's let's break it down. First off, let's start from the beginning. Taysom Hill was injured almost every year of college at BYU. Kevin, I know how much you rip on my ACC, but at least in the ACC, Lamar Jackson didn't get torn apart by Mountain West competition.
1: I mean, it's also, true. Mountain West is a group of five ACCs, a power
0: five. Like, come on. Yes. Second of all, second, throwing motion. Lamar's a little herky-jerky. It's a a very Vic slingshot, but the arm strength is there. The only throws that Casey Hill makes are trick plays and Hail Mary balls because Drew Brees is the arm strength of a 50-year-old now. But I respect the kid's guy. He's he's, he's a Swiss Army knife. That's all he will ever be. Lamar Jackson redefined. We have not seen a quarterback this mobile since my boy Mike Vick was in his heyday Atlanta days. Like, seriously, he was making teams rethink their defenses the entire game. They had to tr- create whole new schemes for Lamar Jackson. Yes, Tennessee punched him in the mouth repeatedly in the in the postseason. He's also in his only second year. Again, he also was the league MVP. Taysom Hill can't even get a starting job on a team.
1: Two things. One, I think we've never seen a quarterback as mobile as Lamar Jackson.
0: I don't know. I think Vintage Vic and Jackson are close. Are close but I think Jackson's a little faster.
1: Yeah, and I think Lamar Jackson, you know, yes, it's probably mostly scheming, too. Quarterbacks, them running is more of a thing now, but he did break the quarterback rushing record for a reason in, like, week 12. Yes. And two, yes, Taysom Hill can't get a starting job on a team, but that's because he's on a team that has one of the – They have a top-five quarterback in NFL history, and I think also they're putting a first-round tender on him. They're hoarding him, not giving him a chance, but not letting anyone else give him a chance. I think that says something about Taysom Hill.
0: All right, you know what? When Breeze retires in two years, when he's 33 years old, let's see him get on the field. Oh, I'm not saying the Brady
1: is right. I'm just saying I think Taysom Hill's a little better than you're giving him credit for.
0: Oh, I'm not dissing Taysom Hill. I think Taysom Hill is a fun player to watch. He's a tank. He's the reason the Eagles didn't make another run Nick Foles. And, oh, and Alshon Jeffrey's crap hands. And I think he's a, he's he's fun. I love seeing players. I love gadget players. Okay, they're fun. I either they're they're interesting to watch. It breaks up the the simplicity of football sometimes. It's a monkey wrench in the constant belt feed of players. I just think Papinka's take is so goddamn stupid that I'm like, my brain is rolling over and trying to reconnect itself after hearing that stupidity. Come on, man, get your shit together.
1: I do think Taysom Hill is what
0: Tim Tebow could have been. I was just about to say that you're right on the money. I think Hill is a faster uh, Tim Tebow, and because Tim Tebow.
1: He was asked, like, would you play another position? Would you play running back, tight end? Would you do all this stuff? No, I'm a quarterback. No, you're God, not. God's
0: so play quarterback.
1: You're a minor league baseball team player. Hey, and listen, a
0: good one that. He hits moonshots, though. Yeah, well, right. I mean, batting, like, 130. It's a fun gimmick to sell tickets, and he's married to Miss South Africa. Life ain't terrible.
1: That's true. Congrats on the sex, Tim. All right. <laughs> all right. My Thanks, other well. weird shit for today. Three years ago, today, it's the anniversary, Devin Booker put up 70 points in the Celtics. And I, if I remember correctly, I think the Celtics still won that game because the Suns are awful. But Chris Broussard, maybe one of the dumbest people in sports, I'm glad that he doesn't get a lot of media attention anymore, when he was putting out his all-defensive selections... He did not have Avery Bradley on there. One of the best perimeter defenders in the league at the time. Agreed. When asked to defend it, he said, Avery Bradley is a fantastic defender, but didn't Devin Booker put 70 on him? No, he did not, Chris Broussard. Avery Bradley did not play that game. Which just shows how important Avery Bradley was to that Celtics defense. And after... After he got called on that, saying like he didn't play that game, Chris Broussard said that was not a factor in my all-defensive votes. You just said it was. So the, my weird shit in sports today is that these media members get paid more to do this than I do,
0: and they're so stupid. <clears throat> How hard is it to read a box score, Chris? Kevin, I love you because you just gave me my take for the night for the last call.
1: I'm glad. He also said that on Chris Coward's show, so I don't expect a lot of intelligent takes there, but.
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's uh, time for the last call. Let's kick that smooth jazz. By the way, T-shirt's coming soon with that exact seven-word phrase. You can get them yourself. Black, red logo on the front, red letters on back. It's going to look great. It'll be on the belly of sports shop soon. Make sure you get yours. All right. That smooth really jazz plan. <sighs> so, speaking of bad sports takes, Kevin, thank you for sparking my me. memory. This popped up in my feed yesterday. Stephen A. Smith, the most paid sportscaster, not named Colin Cowherd, on the planet, or skip baseless, said this was a topic on because Nick Foles, you know, son uh goes trading to the Bears. Which I said to our friend David uh, Prince, who is going to be coming on the next couple days. So look forward to that, man he has got to, He's gotta he's gonna defend his Bears. I'm gonna tell him why they're gonna win the division this year. But he said, and I quote, that the Bears with Nick Foles are going to have more experience, I mean gonna have more success this year than the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, Kevin, I know you're not you're not you don't think Wentz is elite. We're not gonna go into that debate. We agreed to disagree on that one. I think he's better than Foles though. Oh, I know. I know you do. We've had that conversation, too. I wrote a hate-damn article on Wins, Statistics, and everything else. Saying that Foles is better than Wentz may be the dumbest thing, and prove that you don't know football, and you don't know football, like, actual what it is, and how to, do, do, like, judge a quarterback. That is the one argument I can tell if you know how to understand football or not. I'm dropping my pen because I'm furious here. Stephen Smith said this, and his reasoning was, oh, the Bears have such a good defense, and... They have good receivers and good weapons and yada, 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 yada. All right. Rock and roll here. Let's let's go to the facts. Last year, Carson Wentz won the division with lawn chairs and a bunch of practice squad guys. Zach Ertz had broken ribs and a punctured, I think it was a punctured kidney, or lacerated kidney, couldn't even play in the last two games. The one thing that kept him from beating the Seahawks was Jadevian Clowney's cheap ass. Second... The Eagles defense kept them in some of those games last year because that offense was terrible. And down the stretch. The Eagles also did nothing except load up their defense this year. Got a top 10 corner. Got a top 5 nose guard who's going to slide a really tackle Fletcher Cox. God bless the guards who got to block those two. Cox will finally be healthy this year. Because, by the way, Cox had a busted foot until week 9 of last year. You couldn't tell? Watch on film. The burst off the line of scrimmage is like night and day. Third... The Bears last year regressed so bad on defense after week six or seven. I can't remember the exact day. It was embarrassing. Against Philadelphia, Khalil Mack had to go with Andre Dillard, who was a rookie making his first career start. You know how many sacks Khalil Mack had, Kevin? How many? Zero. He had no pressure. I don't even think he had a pressure. I watched the game inside and out. It was Philadelphia basically took their foot off the gas and Chicago started coming back because their defense went to pre-vent in the pre-event in the fourth quarter. What drives me insane is this... And also, by the way, they don't have Ha Clinton Dix anymore. Their, their, their defense is now Eddie Jackson, great receiver, Alabama grad, and my boy from Miami, Devin, Deion Bush. Deion Bush is okay. He, he should have switched but to cornerback. He's not that great of a safety. The corners? All right, not great. Linebackers, all right. Khalil Mack, great. They cut Leonard Floyd. They do have um Roqu- Roquan Smith, great linebacker. But the problem is, on offense, their one weapon is Allen Robinson. And Tari- They have Allen Robinson and Tariq Cohen. That's it. Tariq Cohen is a poor man's Darren Sproles, and Allen Robinson has never lived up to his hype. The, the fact of the matter is, this, ta- this is... I'm going off Kevin's take here. The fact that these guys, I swear to God, they just do this to draw controversy and set guys like me who actually take pride in trying to understand football, watching film and getting it right, not being right, which is a line I hear a lot. I want to make sure that people get this when they listen to this podcast. I am willing to admit I am wrong because when I am wrong, I want to learn from it so I'm right the next time because I, I, I want to get the actual answer right, report the right stuff, and not try to just make it sound right by reporting fake stuff here. So if I mess a stat up, I love when people tweet at me, it's this, not that. I'm like, perfect. Thank you. I appreciate it. Because you know what? I'm not a perfect human. Kevin's not perfect. And that's wow. what I mean. All right. Come on, buddy. <laughs> Fine. Kevin's closer to perfect than me. But right. but that's what I'm saying. I hate takes like this. I guess there's a the draw controversy and I get it slow because of the coronavirus and everything else. But, god damn, Stephen A. The stupidity. Like, I think he's still stuck in 2018. That, that's what I got. Last call. Any last word, Kev?
1: A uh, little breaking news. Uh, it's being reported, per Woj, that the NBA is considering September... Labor Day weekend as the latest possible finals time frame. So that means the season will have to pick back up July 1st. Mark Cuban thinks it'll pick up in May again, so who knows, but there's some breaking news for you.
0: Hey, listen, we knew that was going to happen because they're going to have to delay next season anyway. So, I don't know. Let's let's hope that uh, this is what happens. We get uh, NBA back maybe June and we'll be back June have a really great summer with a shortened season for baseball. And I, I, one thing I thought about was they brought up a shortened NBA season, a shortened MLB season would be great, but they're never going to do a shortened MLB season because of the stats. Baseball is all about stats. And it's going to throw off a bunch of stats when guys are hitting 20 home runs in a 100-game season instead of 35 in a 162. So, I, I but at least with the NBA, which everything's based off averages, I think it be, could be cool to have a shortened season.
1: I also have a hot take. Go for it. The baseball season is disgustingly long. There is absolutely no need for it to be 162 games.
0: I'll take 140. The way these guys are hitting dingers, they'll still hit 35-40 every year.
1: If they wanted to drop it to like 100-120, I think that'd be fine.
0: I think 135 it's a solid number. That's takes, I, yeah. We'll agree I, on that. Alright, cool. Wow, guys, we agreed on something. That's t- that's scary. The world must be coming to an end. We're but I think c- the I think the length of the season is part of the issues baseball has. Like, oh, how do we get people to watch? How about you
1: don't have a 162 game season where you'll be watching a game like this game literally needs nothing out of 162.
0: Alright, and the other thing is, I hate baseball purists. If I was going to fix baseball, Kev, I could do it five steps. One, let the steroid guys in the Hall of Fame. The MLB made so much damn money and ratings off them. They're part of the history of the game. Throw an asteri- asterisk on their on their plaque. I don't care. Just open a new wing. Be like, hey, this is
1: the steroid era. And then whether or not you did steroids, like, this is where you're going because you played in this era.
0: Nah, I just say just throw an asterisk on if they were even, like, suspicious or it was connected to them.
1: But, but my thing is, though, like, suspicious, like, David Ortiz connected to steroids before it was against the rules. He played sure. the steroid era, put him in there. That way it gets rid of the need for an asterisk.
0: Well, like with A-Rod. A-Rod is one of the greatest third basemen of all time. He also was one of my childhood heroes. Judge me all you want. Him and Randy Johnson are two players I idolized growing up. So, to me, I want to see both the... hall. Ho- and also, you can't tell the story of baseball when you talk about the position of third base. I think of Robinson, I think of Mike Schmidt, and then I think of A-Rod. Seriously. And then, like, maybe Eric Chavez because of his incredible defense. But it's like... Then you start getting all these weird guys. Third base never really had a lot of true Hall of Famers. He's fourth... He's fifth all-time at home runs. You gotta put him in. Same thing with Barry Bonds. Just spite what you think about Hank Aaron. Just put an asterisk next to it. Still refer to Hank Aaron as home run game. I have a Hank Aaron autographed baseball I'm staring at right now, which I love. But... Yeah, I mean of the history of the game.
1: Two things: one, I just think it's even more impressive what Pedro did, considering he played through the steroid era. Oh yeah,
0: him and him, Randy Johnson, all those pitchers who weren't even sniffed about it. They should like. I was yeah, having this they argu- should get two plaques. No, I was having this argument with uh, somebody the day they both went to the Hall of Fame. By the way, because my jerk professors at Southern, I'm calling y'all out. I wasn't allowed to go to the. Uh, the induction ceremony. My dad wanted to take me, but I couldn't go because I had three finals due that day for online classes in the middle of July. I wanted to kill him. I was not killing kill him. I wanted to scream because that's a one selected thing. Seeing your childhood hero going to the Hall of Fame. But I said this to a, a, a guy. I said, listen, when I look at the best righty and lefty of all time, Pedro's number one or 1A, Johnson's number one or 1A for their respective size the, sides of the shoulder, sides of the body for Toronto. They're both top three pitchers all time. Top five, worst. So I, I think the respect they have, because you also think, well, like you said, the steroid era, are you kidding me? The amount of home runs Johnson gave up due to home, with steroids is probably hysterical. Also, that slider, because sometimes got real flat real quick.
1: And my other point I want to make is, uh, free Pete, buy free shirt, Pete. free Pete, buy shirt, show your support to Pete Rose, the hits king,
0: who also needs to be in the Hall of
1: Fame
0: without a goddamn question.
1: Unban him from baseball, let him go to Reds games, let him be a part of the Reds team if they want him to be, put him in the Hall of Fame. True. And you all should buy a shirt.
0: Yes. First, no. First, buy the corner boot shirt. By the way, we have another one in the works for Kevin and Zach Mack dedicated. Um, For all those fans whose team is going to suck this year in baseball. But we officially will welcome you to Diamondbacks Nation. We are a very accepting people. Kevin's buying his one-year membership. So is Zach Mack. Trust me, you may not want to go back. It's so much fun. You're an underdog, but you still drive the richest team in baseball. (coughs) The Dodgers nuts. So also we have young stars and we have in our even steam perfume is our playable headlight guy amazing
1: all right watch it. that I wraps think, it up Listen. i think now that i'm a diamondbacks fan a lifelong Diamondbacks fan as of a month ago i think i'm probably gonna watch more baseball this year than i did in all of 2018
0: oh by the way the funnest player to watch on our roster is um could so switch hitting guy who can play five different positions and can can steal 30 bases without ease. He also was fourth in MVP voting by the way last year. Not many knew that. Also we have Archie Bradley and all of his uh, Brian Wilson like craziness. So alright that wraps it up. Uh, we're at the 52 minute mark. We went a lot longer than possible, but, uh,
1: yeah, all day. Jerry was like, Oh, it's going to be a short episode. I think it's going to be a short. episode. even start. It's going to be short as episode. No, we always find stuff to talk about.
0: We, yeah, I know 45 minute Mark 50, whatever it is. It's going to be a good time. So, uh, folks, we'll catch you later in the week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the corner booth podcast. Be sure to check us out on Instagram and on Twitter at corner booth pod.